Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls of life, giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we said, dawn. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beats on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Welcome back, family. Welcome back, family. You're now tuned into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Hmm. It's your boy, DJ Focus, checking in. Hey, and it's your girl, Dice Gamble, in the building, checking in on this wonderful, wonderful Monday. Listen, we get to do it again. I hope you had a great weekend. I know we did. Enjoy that weather. Beautiful. All right, and now it's time to get back to it. All things dummies. <laughs> yeah, listen, we, we we already was been back to it. Let's be very clear. Uh, the fix was in the building this past weekend. One K few, one K few bash uh, in Atlanta was off the chain. When I tell you, dice, what happened? You know, I, so I always struggle with believers thinking we can't have fun if it's ain't okay. you know if it ain't no yak, if it ain't no uh, marijuana, <laughs> no pills. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we we have this in our culture. We have this this issue in our mind that if we ain't drinking and smoking and, you know, cussing each other out and a little toxic stuff that we can't have no fun. And mm. when I tell you, we pulled up to mm-hmm. Atlanta and as mm-hmm. uh, soon as we walked in the building, the 1K few bash was off the chain. It was off the chain. I know it was. Uh, everybody performed. Let's be very clear. Kjo was in the building. Lecrae was in the building. Uh, Paris Careers was in the building. Big Breeze, Tiana Gunn, Big Let's Rissa. Go. Listen, Wande, Portia Love, Mike Teasy. Okay. You, you want me to keep going? Because I can keep going. I mean, go ahead, because this is exciting. Tori Deshaun. <laughs> Tori Deshaun was in the building. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was it was phenomenal. Um, yeah. When I tell you, uh, 1K Famo was there too as well. And it was exciting just to go uh, network and build. Shouts mm. out to uh, Pastor uh, Scott Free. He was in the building. Plain James, Flame. Mm. I keep going. I'm telling you. Uh, when I tell you, Willie Moore Jr. was in the building. Willie Moore? Yeah, not Willie Less. <laughs> Let's be Willie very clear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, shouts out to our brother, uh, 1K Few. Uh, mm. Definitely salute to you, brother, again. Happy birthday to again. But, yeah, the 1K uh, bash was a, 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 a smash. Let's be very clear. It, was, it was turned up, all the way turned up. And we had a great time. And, Woo, that's why uh brother's still tired. Bru- I, I, I realized how, how I, I, you know, I, I was telling Dice off air. 
I realized uh, I'm, I'm getting old and it's okay. It's and I'm okay, okay with it. It's yeah, okay. yeah, because it was like a day turnaround dice. <laughs> we was we was there, we kicked it, we hung out all night. Yeah. And then we was like, oh, my wife and I looked at each other like, yeah, we gotta get on the flight in about yeah. you know, uh-huh. you know, a few okay. hours. Don't you think we should get some sleep? And yeah. So yeah, no, nah, no sleep. Uh, and then yeah, God told us, yeah, get off the flight and go right to church. There we go. So we got off the flight, we went right to church, get out right. some word. There you go. And listen, we still act like we was rock stars. We say we we probably should go to bed. Nah, let's go hang out. No, let's bye, hang bye, bye, out. Bye. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, uh yeah, I'm gonna get some sleep today. Let's be very clear. <laughs> But it was great. It was great to see so many um, amazing, not only Christian hip hop artists, uh, you know, like I say, network with some promoters and in the building and just mm-hmm. to see it packed. It was jam packed too as well, Dice. That was the other thing. You, mm-hmm. you, you listen, you elbow to elbow. Everybody was jumping around and shouting and, and singing all the songs. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was it was amazing. So we're looking forward to it. Um, just continue to do on events like this. But I was mm-hmm. like, I looked around. I was like, we in we in a good space. When, That's when right. we, we can turn up like this. That's right. And, and everybody no fighting, no no Come arguments, no Come no no nobody hating on each other. It was Come it was beautiful. Now. Yeah, it was beautiful. I love it. I love it. I'm proud of our genre. I really am. That's why I was like, man. I think you know when we hear those stories of people like having these lonely moments or where they're not together. I'm like, man, you gotta go. Yeah, you get your new team. <laughs> You gotta get your new team. You're just in the wrong spot because we really do hold each other down. So, shout out to you, focus out here in the streets, uh, going to turn up at parties. I'm excited for you. Hey, Don't worry. wife, I nope. better get out. Mm-mm, no, you going to the next one. Listen, I put, I put you on the spot. You you'll be at the next one. The next invite, Dice Dice Gamble is coming. So yeah, Focus went to his. I ain't coming. They, if they ain't got no snacks, I ain't coming. So you better have some food. If you that that that's the way you make it to, into my heart. Had snacks. As long as it's a, it's a bar that got snacks on it. I'll I'm not going to do this. I'll I'm not going to do this fat kid situation with you. <laughs> I am not going to do this little fat kid inside okay. of you. I know, I know, I know we got to get into the show, but this is a true story about me. Fun fact. I would go to people's weddings just for the cake growing up. Wow. Just fine weddings to go to. It didn't matter what kind of wedding. It could be any kind of wedding. Jewish, Chinese. It was just like just for the cake. Because... And this, this, this is how, yeah, I do have a little fat kid living inside of me. But let me be honest with you. You don't get wedding cake every day. So I have a, it's just a something about wedding cake, man. It's different cake, you know, because people really put they whole everything into that cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if I pop wow. up at your wedding and you didn't invite me, now you know. <laughs> Listen, once again, you're tuned into The Fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music. That keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Listen, we got another fun-packed show for y'all. We're going to start this week off right. Let's be very clear. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Our spiritual detox today features, listen, an award-winning uh, writer-director uh, of the faith-based film Between Mercy and Me, mm-hmm. our brother Craig Lamar brown will be on with us today so you definitely want to keep it locked for that exclusive spiritual detox with our brother craig brown craig lamar brown uh he got a lot to talk about uh he uh, uh like i say he's the writer director of this faith-based film between mercy and me which listen it uh it's it's a film it, it's it's one of those films that's going to be a little controversial mm-hmm. he wants to deal with uh listen gentrification and social injustice and everything that goes into interracial dating from a mm-hmm. faith perspective mm-hmm. on how we should deal with it as believers so yes you want to keep it locked for that exclusive spiritual detox and that real talk conversation is going to be different this morning listen what's the church response to helping the homeless oh 
helping what kids uh, get out of foster care and get into a good, loving home. So we're yeah. going to talk about it. Dice Dice got some stats for you and uh, got a lot of good stuff to yeah. bring up out of that Real Talk conversation. Keep it locked. You tune into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back, family. Welcome back, family. It's your boy DJ Focus checking back in. You're tuned into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. And it's time for our spiritual detox. And you guys are in for a treat today. Um, we love the opportunity. Uh, you know, we talk with so many different artists all the time and producers, uh, specifically in music. It's always a blessing to be able to speak with some super talented film directors and writers and everybody in faith-based films. I think uh, faith-based films are not talked about enough, especially amongst us as believers. We should be behind these films. We should be pushing these films. When they come out, we should be streaming them. We should be going to the movies to see them on a higher level because they represent what we believe (laughs) and uh, tell stories of uh, just triumph, redemption, and everything that goes into us walking this walk each and every day. So listen, without further ado, help me welcome in a super talented writer, producer, director himself, Craig Brown. What's going on, bro? How's it going, brother? Doing well over here, man. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah, listen, we're we're glad and grateful to have you on with us this morning. Um, you have a, a, a movie that's coming out um, that I think uh, people need to see, they need to hear about. So I'm grateful for you to come on and talk about it. But, you know, first, before we get into everything you do with the movie that's getting ready to release next month, talk about a little bit of your, the, give us the backstory of your faith story, kind of like how you developed your own personal relationship with Christ. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Glad to share that. Um, yeah, so I grew up um, in Detroit, Michigan, um, in the inner city. Uh, I could probably say my my story's pretty stereotypical. Uh, you know, just trying to be the tough guy, live, live that life. Uh, fortunately, I had some uh, a strong family support to make sure that that really didn't happen. Um, and, and I ended up uh, giving my life over to Jesus uh, uh, at a camp, uh, in a camp in ministry uh, that was actually geared for inner city kids in Detroit. And since then, um, yeah, God has, you know, blazed a path uh, for me to serve uh, him and the community. And um, I would say the, the rest is history. So um, it just, uh, you know, I, I've seen God's uh, hand of grace over my life. Um over the last, uh, you know, t- twenty years uh, since, since I've given my life over, um, so yeah, that's that's a brief uh, snapshot of my, my uh, walk. You know, um, I, I see. I was looking at your Instagram and, and everything, and you talk very highly, and you always got pictures of you and your wife and your family and everything. You know, speak to the importance of why family is so important to you. I think a lot of men, um, you know, sometimes are scared to talk about and be vulnerable, especially when you talk about marriage. We saw a lot of kingdom marriages crumble over the pandemic. I know we are at the back end of it, but um, we saw a lot of kingdom marriages, uh, you know, crumble for whatever reason. What's been that most important thing for you within your marriage and your family that just kind of keeps it together? I think vision, you know, um, again, like I said, my story is kind of stereotypical. My dad wasn't around, raised by a single mom, just me and my brother. And, you know, she did everything she could, you know, to make sure we had the best shot, right? Um, but as a husband and as a father now, I, of course, want to make sure that my kids have 100% of me um, and that I'm leading well. Uh, and I mean, that's 
one, that's a call from God for husbands to lead their families well, right? Uh, but to go even um, deeper, casting vision for my family, uh, instead of just saying, you know, we work, come home, eat dinner, go to bed, repeat, you know, like we can very much get into that that rhythm. Um, but to actually say, hey, like I'm, God is trusting me with disciples. Like I have five kids and um, they're arrows and, and I want to be able to use them for his kingdom. So definitely having vision for one of what I believe God is calling my family to do. Um, but also just what I personally want to see uh, for them uh, to impact uh, the kingdom of heaven. So, uh, yeah. And without, you know, without, you know, vision, <laughs> like I, 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 there's only so much uh, that I can give or only so far I can go. So just having a uh, you know, goal for uh, my family uh, ahead uh, definitely makes it um, a lot better as I you know continue to lead. Yeah, I agree that that's I appreciate you sharing that because you're absolutely right. You have to have a vision. You have to make it plain uh, because uh, a leader uh, with no fathers is just taking a walk. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. I, I believe everybody wants to get behind something that they know they feel is it's going to move. So that's I, I appreciate you uh, sharing that. So, you know, talk us through how did you even get into directing and writing for film? Like who inspired you to even do that? Yeah, so I mean, growing up, I've always had a passion for the arts in general, uh, music, storytelling, and, um, you know, uh, I, I loved watching movies growing up. Uh, it's probably the thing I did the most, right? Um, however, I didn't have like any outlets like in school um, to actually, you know, like uh, to pursue a career in, you know, film and television. Um, but this actually, uh, the reason um, I'm, you know, a writer director now is because of my day job <laughs> that I had prior. So. I was a, a software developer um, and I was working on a, a mobile streaming application for a producer out in LA. He had a role that he was auditioning people for in the movie, very small role. Um, he uh, he said, hey, if you want to audition for this little, little small part in the film, I'd be great uh, audition. He loved it, uh, gave me the lead role for the movie. And three, three weeks later, I fly to New York and LA to film the movie. And, uh, and in that process, um, you know, I, I enjoy acting, um, but I think where my strength lies is in uh, actually telling stories myself, writing and directing. So that naturally transitioned to me uh, pursuing uh, writing and directing. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, really it's been God's hand. And it, um, it was just a big blessing to, you know, one, have the opportunity presented to actually, um, you know, pursue it uh full time so um yeah that's uh that's how i got into <laughs> the directing films has it ever been frustrating i i would have to imagine you know to your point till you got this break how long did it take for you to even even be like were you writing and acting on like on a regular before you got this big break like we talk all the time about patience on the show and understanding yeah. listen you got to wait it's in god's time it can just continue to be consistent and, and god will continue to bless you like was there some frustrating points in between there where you were frustrated for like god i know you want me you call me to do this but this ain't happening quick enough yeah. <laughs> um 
What's crazy? No, like that. That wasn't <laughs> that. That wasn't my story. And I, and you know, I'm definitely used to the story of you know you grind, be patient, and you know whether it's in a career that I had uh, before, and you know just in life, right? You, you put it in the work, be patient, and you, you expect those frustrations to come, right? Those obstacles. For me and filmmaking, it's just that just hasn't been my story. Um, like even from like building the app and then uh, flying to New York uh, to film my first ever feature and then um, producing it. And then like the moment I started to uh, write and, you know, get funding for uh, a feature film. I mean, the steps were very clear. And again, this is all I can't say that this is anything um that was done for my own strength and gifts and talents. Uh, I mean, I think the whole path that was clear for me to, uh, you know, uh, execute my gifts was all, all from God. I can't take any credit whatsoever because uh, I look at my resume, it's like nothing. Like I, I didn't go to act, I didn't go to film school. Uh, I was a software engineer, you know, a turd writer, director. So um, I look at the path to get here um, was definitely, um, it, I mean, it, it was all, all blazed by uh, God and his perfect timing. That's that favor. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I tell people all the time. When the, <laughs> I'll, when the, I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. <laughs> when the favor of God is on you, you, yeah, you can't deny it. And that's when you know it's not you. So that's that's a beautiful thing. I yeah, talk about exactly. it all the time, too, because I feel like he's been over everything I've done already over the last eight years. I said, oh, I can't yeah. take no credit for it. It's all favor of God. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, um, and we uh, we always ask, you know, what what do you do to keep your mental health intact? You know, you do so much. I mean, you have a, a beautiful family, a wife. You have five kids. You're a writer. You're a director. You you know, you're into a little bit of everything. What keeps you with your mental space intact? Uh, exercise and meditation are my two biggest uh, outlets, and finding time uh, to be quiet. Um, something that we, um, as a family, uh, have started observing was, uh, an actual Sabbath. So starting Friday night, uh, phones off, computer off, no notifications. I get nothing. And until Saturday, the next evening, uh, we observe the Sabbath. So there is like zero work whatsoever. It gives us time to rest, reflect, remember that like uh, provision comes from God, not my own hands. And that helps mentally as well. I, I think it's kind of a a beautiful, natural consequence of just resting in what God said to do. Like, you know, uh, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. And, um, you know, it's easy just to say, okay, you know, or, you know, Sunday we're, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not working this weekend. But, you know, there's a lot of things that come up in my life that is actually work work is answering the email <laughs> and then that, having that change so having um like a clear um space of say hey in this time frame i'm resting is like a mental reset for me like um depression uh anxiety are two things that have played like my family therefore like you know generation comes down i get hit with it so um over the last, I would say, uh, decade, I've learned how to really deal with it, whether it's uh, seeking therapy or uh, just changing, making lifestyle changes, so, like watching what I eat, diet, um, 
uh, exercise are really two quick ways where you can kind of uh, you know, take control of uh, your mental uh, well-being. That's good. Listen, DJ Focus, you're tuned into The Fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. We got to go to a quick break. Don't touch that dial. I promise you we're coming right back with more from the super talented director, actor, as well as uh, screenwriter, uh, Craig Brown. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. Know The Fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, you're tuned back into The Fix right here on Holy Culture Radio, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Listen, I got the super talented, award-winning uh, producer, uh, director uh, on the line with me right here, Craig Brown. And uh, let's talk about this hot film. Um, it's a lot that goes into it. One, I want I want to, I really want to ask off the top, you could have went so many directions with this film. Why did you choose to make it faith-based? Like, because there's so many different storylines that play within this movie that we know are just issues that we deal with in corporate America daily. It doesn't matter where you are. You, I mean, we all love Jesus. I'm not saying you're not good for doing that, but what made you say, no, I want to make sure people know that this is a faith-based believer movie and how we navigate as believers through all these different things. Dude, terrific question. Um, yeah, so, you know, in the height of COVID 2020, um, the world was just on fire, right? Chaos. Uh, you have, you know, COVID, uh, lockdowns, then you have the death of George Floyd, right? All in the midst of while we're, you know, sitting in our homes. Um, and when that happened, uh, you know, I could, you know, clearly see that there was like a disconnect in regards to like how to, have healthy conversations about race. Uh, if you looked at your social media feed, I saw a lot of Christians say some terrible things to each other. You know, uh, whether you're white or black, and and it was just it was, it was discouraging, right? Uh, it was a moment where the church could have been great leaders in this area, but we missed. Black or white, we just we we just missed, right? If you were black, you were super angry, and you let for, for and, and I'm I'm speaking for, for myself as well. Like I was angry, I felt misunderstood, I felt unheard. I let people have it on social media, uh, and I would see white brothers and sisters kind of do the same thing, give their stance, and it was just you know instead of us coming together, we were divided. So just like that, uh, this terrible event kind of divided the church, and it was it was difficult, right? Um, and there was no healthy way to have a conversation. So I I saw that, and after you know praying and uh, thinking, I'm okay. Like there's ob- obviously um, you know a disconnect here. What can I do to be a pro- a, a part of the solution? And um, that's why I wrote it as a faith-based movie because, like, you know, this is something that, like, it was a layup, right? Like, we were supposed to be able to come out and lead this and say, hey, like, the rest of the world, look at us. But that's not the reality in the church. If you, uh, depend on where you live, um, like, you can see a black church over in this neighborhood, a white church over in this neighborhood, all within half a mile, or, uh, you know, having a uh, you know, a, a predominantly black church here and a predominantly white church here or right around the corner, you know? So, like, we could clearly see that, you know, we're not as unified as we think. 
and but that's God's desire for the church. And I thought the best way to do that was through a love story um, that had um, a lot of music to help carry, you know, this um, heavily um, charged conversation. Um, so that's that's why I decided to go to uh, the faith based route. And also, uh, like, there's not a lot of black male leads. And I really wanted a chance to um, show the perspective from a black male and what his everyday life will look like uh, for our white brothers and sisters to see. Because some, sometimes that that is just a disconnect. They don't understand. Um, and I wanted to make sure that um, it was represented well. And I think uh, our lead, uh, David Driscoll, did that. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I'm glad that you brought that up when you talk about the church being segregated. And we, it's been an ongoing uh, issue for too many years. Do you ever think that we'll get to a common place to where I, I'm glad you brought up something that we actually talked about um, last week on the show? We talked about what's your location and the reason for that topic. We have these real talk topics that we talk about, depending on where you stay really affects your mental health so to your point if you live in the inner city urban community maybe a little poverty, that's going to affect you compared to living in the suburbs being able right. to have these different things so with that being said do you do you think we'll ever have pastors like you say inner city pastors being able to talk to maybe some of the suburban churches and find a common ground to where when we have these tough issues we do need to be united. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. At the end of the day, I thought we represent Jesus Christ first. We say we're ambassadors for Christ. So even even when when um, the political race comes up and, and the presidential uh, campaign goes and everybody's like, oh, either you're left or you're right. No, no. I'm a believer first. Absolutely. I understand that I need to vote because I have responsibilities here right. but that still doesn't separate me or or make me uh, not a believer just because i choose a particular party do you ever think it'll be a common ground to where we, we get to that place yes that's my hope uh that is my hope and, and i think uh but it's it won't be an easy path and i think uh we kind of communicate that in the movie too like it's work man like it's 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 hard um one humbling yourself and sometimes it's just hard to listen because like we live in echo chambers, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're, let's just say if you're a Democrat, you have, uh, you know, uh, you know, liberal views, you're in the echo chamber. And that's the only thing you hear. If you're right and conservative, Republican, like you have that echo chamber. So it's like politically, like, boom, like there's that, you know, division. But I think that there's a lot of uh, people who understand that this is a conversation that needs to be had. There's more ministries coming up around racial reconciliation um, that tackle these issues. Um, so I, I definitely think we'll see more um, unification in the body around this topic. But it's definitely it's definitely work to get there. Um, it's, it's not something that happens overnight, but I, I think... Um, as you know, as, as time goes on and as we have more understanding or more tools like, uh, you know, a film or, uh, you know, television series, wh wh whatever that will help carry the conversation, which is the reason I wrote the movie is to help carry the conversation. It's not a um, it's not a 
one story fixes all. Like the hope is that we can take an- another step. So yeah, I I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful too as well. Listen, you chose to uh you know, so it's one thing for you to make a movie faith based. You talk about issues, you know, social injustice, you talk about racial reconciliation, but you also met, you put the interracial dating in there. Like why why was the need to do that? Because I think you had enough in the storyline already that people are already, like you say, buzzing about with everything that's going on, social injustice, racism in the world and everything. So now you you put it in a household to where two people have to deal with this every day because I know it has to be some points in the film where they're out and I'm pretty sure somebody's probably saying harsh words or, you know, looking at them funny. Yeah, I thought uh, the best way to handle it was through a love story. Um, and it had to be a black person and a white person uh, because that, that's a conversation, right? Um, I feel like uh, tackling it from uh, that point will help break down like some of those barriers because at the end of the day like um i mean i would say most people um i would yeah i would say most people don't care about the race of, of another person when it comes to romance if love if true organic love exists right they're like right on cool probably not my thing but keep going you know <laughs> like that's awesome and um and I feel like a love story uh, coupled with music would be the best to ta- tackle uh, the conversation. Because one, everyone can agree that, you know, um, music is something that universally we can all connect to, right? Yes. And we've all um, have some type of uh, affection for another person or love for another person. So that's why I wanted to talk about that but also like um there's just a ton of other things to s- explore in that controversy um uh, which is why <laughs> i did it too uh like you look at a black uh I, for, for me for instance um i grew up in the black church in detroit uh where gospel music just fuels everything right yeah you got motown gospel music um you have the uh uh Linus family like it's just so much like uh richness to like Detroit and gospel music and then you have um white contemporary Christ- Christian music um as well so like musically it, it kind of seems like it's divided but however those songs cross every now and then and I kind of wanted to take um black gospel uh you know music, uh, contemporary Christian music and blend it together to see the beauty of it all. And that was uh, the, the part of the choice to uh, tackle it from a perspective of uh, you know, uh, interracial uh, couple. How hard was it was to pick out the um, music, uh, the artists and everything that you have throughout the the soundtrack? Like how, how hard was that word? Did you have like I, I hear what you just said as far as for trying to blend them together, but did you have certain artists that you wanted to reach out to say, okay, to bring this alive, I need such and such? Yeah, uh, so the Andrea uh, Summer, who she wrote the music for uh, the the movie, and we partnered together in regards to like, okay, like how, how are we going to tackle this conversation? So it started at the script, 
um, as we're writing and we're looking at each character and like for the lead Hugo, um, like we just released a song uh, of his and it's about him being in the desert and he's just feeling weary um, and he's uh, like he's lost. He doesn't know what to do with the current state of like, you know, being a black male, a Christian and in his in this city. So we 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 looked at him and said, okay, like what is he feeling in this moment? And therefore, like we started to talk about, uh, you know, some elements that can happen in the song, and the same thing with uh, Mercy, the uh, the female lead. So it was um, we had a ton of collaborators, and we knew like who who we wanted to put where, um, but ultimately, like it was really script focused. Every single sound you hear in the film was uh, well thought out, well placed, uh, because it had to. Like it's uh, the so- the music doesn't exist without the story. The story doesn't exist without the music, which is why uh, we we chose to make sure that uh, each you know scene um, encompassed uh, both. Did K Drama collaborate on uh, on the song on this or yeah. some songs? He did. Uh, he he has two songs on the uh, on the soundtrack. Uh, Blue Skies is uh, one of them that's actually releasing uh, this Friday. Uh, you'll be able to download that on Spotify. Um, and he has uh, another uh, song called Rooftops. And um, yeah, so for for instance, like Blue Skies actually um, is about Hugo's character, his inward struggle, and Rooftops is about um, how we can. Um, basically come together uh what it looks like to be unified as one so it was excellent having him uh be a part of uh the conversation as well yeah yeah that's that's the brother we, we that's our brother man we appreciate k drama yeah. he's a yeah. legend in christian hip-hop and uh, with production and, and rapping for a long time mm-hmm. so at the end of the day when this uh when people go in and they sit and they they watch the movie what do you want them to take from this after they watch it yeah, the the number one thing I want people to take away from this is um, to be encouraged to go forth and be part of the solution to something that is, you know, uh, very difficult, a conversation that's very difficult to have. Uh, I think we need ambassadors in the church that will go out and say, hey, like, this is an issue uh, within the church. And it's not just an issue. It's a very serious issue. And I think that's something that um, for a long time, like we just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, we need to come together, but there's really no, you know, actionable steps, but it's a real issue at the root of it. It's hate. And, you know, just like um, lust is adultery, hate is murder and like that shouldn't exist within the body uh of christ and of course like you know we're it's not perfect right we're, we're still being you know sanctified but um but, uh yeah so that's my that's my hope in regards to the uh conversation um that uh moves forward after the movie uh releases Listen, we appreciate you uh, rocking with us this morning, Craig. Can you tell the people how they can connect with you, following you on all your social media platforms, as well as tell the people when the movie's releasing and where to go for all the info to keep up to date with it? Absolutely. You can follow me at Craig Lamar Brown. That's my handle uh, on Instagram. Um, and the movie is Between Mercy and Me. 
Uh, that's the handle for the movie. And you can find more information at uh, betweenmercyme.com. Uh, you can check your location, um, see where the movie is playing on June 20th. Um, I think this is going to be a great uh, celebration of Juneteenth uh, as well, today after. And um, yeah, it's a movie you definitely want to see in theaters because the soundtrack is amazing. And you're going to want to have, uh, you know, that uh, that full experience also with other uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. So, yeah, it's like you reach me and get more information about the movie. We appreciate you, Craig, man. We are definitely uh, uh, in high anticipation of this movie releasing. I can't wait to see it. Listen, go support my brother, uh, Craig Brown. Um, this movie is going to be amazing. Listen, we got to go to a break. Uh, we'll be right back. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Holy Culture, Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how-tos. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Sirius XM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with us uh, this morning. And uh, listen, we're going to hop into this conversation. I know y'all come for that real, real. So we got a real talk topic today. Listen, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's the church's response to helping uh, the homeless and helping foster care? Mm-mm. You know, Dice, um, let's be very clear. This is um, it's a passion of mine to help mm-hmm. um, not only the, the 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 people who are lost and maybe spiritually lost, mm-hmm. but also when you talk about people who are homeless um, specifically, um, and I know we're going to dive into to as well um, foster care and, and and everything that's going on with so many kids mm-hmm. not having homes to be you know go home to. I I I, I I've always had a passion to mm-hmm. help men specifically because of course that's where I, I usually draw to get back up from where they are to let them know that they don't have to you know I, I get it you know life hits you it's real you know for whatever reason you don't have a, a roof over your head you don't have a job to go to but you can change that if, if you choose to take the steps you need to take to get up and um, that's always been a passion for me because um, even though I was never homeless I was spiritually dead for a long time. Somebody believed in me (laughs) and somebody Mm -hmm. encouraged me. Seriously. um, You know, that's a good one, too, as well. We might have to to talk about that, Dice. Which one one is worse, being spiritually dead or, 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 you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, being homeless? Because I don't know. I I think that there are two different things, of course. But, of course, it's two um, different ways you can look at it because I was spiritually dead for a long time. I would argue that I grew up in church all my life. I didn't really grow a real personal relationship with Christ till I was about 27, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, there there was nothing there. So th- this is why I always had a passion for um, when, it, when my church started to go to the homeless shelter. Um, the outreach ministry was the first thing I joined because I said, are, are, do you guys go to shelters? Yes, we do. We go to shelters twice a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, listen, sign me up for that. I, I want to be there. I want to sit down and have some conversations with the men and encourage those men that they can get up from where they are. So, I, yeah, I, like I say, th- this is something I do. I, I never even look to get paid for it. And, and I'm not saying people get paid for it, but I'm just saying, like, I would do this regardless. I told my wife if, if when I retire from radio, I say, uh, yeah, that's that's the next thing I'm going to do until God calls us to heaven. I say I will probably go to the shelters every day and just make sure I could help in some form of fashion just because. I, I really want to see people's lives change and, and, and allow for them to get help them 
get back on their feet. And I know a lot of them just need the encouragement and not to be talked about in bad ways. And I've even gotten to some, uh, some, I ain't gonna say scuffles, but I've had some, 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 uh, some very, uh, heated discussions with some people who, uh, may have been looking down on somebody homeless and saying something to them or dogging them or, you know, I seen somebody do something totally disrespectful one day, Dyson. I promise you I had to check it. And I don't know why God always has me around, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just minding my business. And, um, I was at a rallies and, um, probably shouldn't have been in no way but yeah i was there hmm. eating this eating this food i wasn't supposed to eat so yeah y'all can hold me accountable to that this wasn't recent but yes I, this was some years ago but at a rally bought some food and just pulled in the parking lot usually i would you know roll off and eat i said no nah, i'm gonna just park right here and knock this thing off real quick so yeah it, it was a it was a it was a man you could clearly tell you know he probably was down on his luck probably was homeless let's be very clear hmm. you know just because of his clothes and the way he looked didn't look like he bathed in a while and um, there was somebody that looked like they were having an exchange of words with him when they passed him. So, of course, you know, most homeless people, they, they, you know, hey, can I, you know, they usually, you know, ask for money or something, blah, 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 blah. So I guess um, this particular uh, gentleman, um, he was hungry. So somebody was going through and actually asked the man, you know, I, obviously there was an exchange of words of, you know, okay, I don't have no money, but I'm going to get you something to eat. So the gentleman brought him something to eat out. And I guess the the gentleman, because I'm hearing it. So I got my windows down in the summertime. So I am hearing some of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that, you know, I, I can't eat beef. I can only eat chicken is what the guy said. So to me, <clears throat> and this is the person that was homeless, was telling the person that was buying them, bought them the meal. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can only eat chicken. I can't eat beef. Mm-hmm. So he bought him a burger. You know, yeah. fries and, and drink and whatnot. So the person that bought it instantly got mad, mm-hmm. got an attitude, chewed him out, yeah, and pretty much shoved him. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I hopped out the car. I'm like, bro, that ain't cool, man. <laughs> that ain't it. Like, yeah, come on, man. That ain't it. You know, the man clearly said he can only eat chicken for whatever reason. Mm. He listen, it is his fault. He <laughs> should have probably told you that before he went in, but he didn't. I mean, come on, look, look, yeah, he down on his luck right now. So, yeah, me and this guy get into it, whatever, whatever. Um, once I stood up, I, I I hate to say it, Dice, but it is what it is. A lot of people, you know, they, they talk real aggressive mm-hmm. to a certain extent, but then when mm-hmm. I, I, I open the car door and I stand up and they get a, they get, get a look at me. No, no, seriously, it's something about when they get a look at me, Dice. <laughs> Say, I believe, I believe this. I believe this. I believe this joke alone because I I don't know if I brought my lunch, my my my, my lunch, my dinner, and my snack to uh, take care of this big joke. <laughs> Did I bring my thing with me? I, no, listen, I ain't bring my no. thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, you you won, big bro. You won, big bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I stood up and, and came around that car door a little bit, he got got a yeah. hold of me. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So it, 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 it went from real aggressive dice to all right, all right. I, I understand okay. what you think. I understand. Right, what you right, think. right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gone though. I did what I could do. So you're absolutely right. You did what Sorry. you can do. So I went into that rallies and I bought mm-hmm. the man the, the chicken sandwich. Okay. And I brought back to him. And, and long and behold, Dice, he wasn't faking. He ate the chicken sandwich. So for mm-hmm. whatever reason, and he mm-hmm. ate the fries and he drank mm-hmm. the drink from what the other guy got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy just couldn't embrace that. He forgot to tell you maybe he got some alert. He's allergic. Maybe mm-hmm. he just don't eat beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The man is hungry. So, yeah, you offered to buy him something to eat. 
he gonna sit out there and wait for you to bring him something to eat. He ain't thinking, oh, I forgot to tell him I only eat chicken, I don't eat beef, or I don't eat fish, or I got allergies to this, or what you know, whatever it may be. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, that 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 ruffled me, and I shared that story because I would never act that way. I, I promise you, I would never act that way to somebody who is down on their luck. And that's what I like to call it. I don't like to call it homeless. I just say they're down on their luck right now. They just need to get back up. They need encouragement to get back up. And I know I said a lot, and I know you got plenty of stories to share about this. And, and, and we got to dive into the scripture, too, as well. We know Matthew Matthew speaks on helping the homeless, helping the incarcerated, and everything that goes into that. So, yeah, we're we going to put some Bible on that thing, too, as well today. But well, what you what you? I mean, I think um, those are really good examples of how we treat homeless people or people who are lesser in our eyes than we are. But I think the main thing we need to remember is uh, Jesus was broke when he first got here. Now, the man ended up getting a lot of a piece of change because people started to pour in, you know, to the to the point we had to have Judas with the money bag because somebody got to carry all this <laughs> all this money, you know. But when he came here, he didn't have anything. You know, he was born into a impoverished family. Like they couldn't get anywhere to stay to even bring him into this world. You know, like they had to go give an offering at the temple when he was born. And they, you're supposed to take lambs. They couldn't afford lambs. They took two doves because they was broke. Like everybody don't have everything. It's hard for us, though. It's the mental health part for me, you know, and uh, for those of you who I don't know maybe we connected in Atlanta that when my husband met me that's what I did every single weekend is I fed the homeless Re- regardless I would go to the sea room I get off work tired go to the sea room do my show and I wouldn't even drive home I drive to Publix and I'd wait till they open at five because we get out of sea room about three three thirty I just drive and hang out in the back until they with my son and we both waited I had a van and then uh, I got all the produce and all the things that, you know, Publix got the got the junk. Like, they got everything fired. And then I would head to the West End. That was my routine every single weekend. And it taught me, homeless people, they just like you. They just ain't got nowhere to go. You know what I'm saying? And after a while, <clears throat> you being homeless, it wears on your mental. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's homeless for different reasons. I think that's the problem that people don't see like people aren't homeless just because they're choosing to be homeless sometimes people get cheated out of a house that they thought they was gonna have after their husband or wife died but they didn't sign their house off to the auntie or the uncle somebody that came in their 80s and then had them switch power of attorney and now they ain't even got nowhere to go you know what i'm saying and that was the last living relative like stuff like that really happens where it's like okay where do i go and then shelters are only shelter you for so long you know what I mean? Shelters that only shelter a certain type of individual. So people who do have mental challenges where they struggle trying to comprehend things, sometimes a shelter won't even keep you because you're a danger to the rest of the people there in their eyes. You know what I'm saying? Because they can't treat you and shelter you. They It's, it's like we can only do one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you need treatment, you got to go to a treatment center. But they don't have no money for a treatment center. So they on the street. And then you have some people who are just they got out of the sex trade ain't nowhere to go but i'd rather be homeless than in the sex trade so i'll take my little tent and i'll be mobile i'll be a little nomad out here so it's like the problem for me the problem with our society is we don't realize every single household that is one paycheck away from being homeless literally is one paycheck away from being on the street so we we talk about it like it's a joke but over 50 percent of black and brown households run on one paycheck away 
So it's like, it's a, it's a serious epidemic. And you and I both know, if you think about half of your friends, ain't nothing wrong with half of your friends. Ain't nothing wrong with half of my friends. But half of my friends could be on the street next week, depending on how they pay their bills or don't. So that's why I'm like, <clears throat> the homeless thing is, it, you know, it, and this is for teens, youth, older people. It's not new. It's, a, it's an epidemic. But the Bible was very clear that the church was designed to take care of the widows and the homeless. Why are we not doing that? Why are we not doing that? But I brought up something and I thank you for uh, being like, hey, we need to talk about that. Uh, shout out to Pastor Tony. Shout out to Now Faith uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. But one of the things Pastor Tony from Now Faith does is he has uh, something at his house all during the week where he feeds the homeless. Like, and he would invite us as artists and entertainers and we would entertain them. We do comedy, we do music, we would feed them the whole nine. Like I said, I had the hookup from Publix. So I got the whole van full of snacks, bread, even greens, beans, fresh produce. Like, like I said, Publix, like stuff that just passed that one day they got to get rid of. So this is something that every single, to me, Every single person who says they belong to a church, you should be serving in a ministry that gives back. Even if you're either at a shelter, either you on the streets, uh, either you picking up the food from the from the Whole Foods, Publix, Kroger, wherever, whatever that grocery store is in your city, you should be taking care of people. And if you're a Christian, you extra should be taking care of people. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a it's a part of our calling. We're we're called to do this, and. <clears throat> It's like we can't despise the homeless. Like we are to have mercy on them. We're to love on them. We're to support them. These are things we're commanded to do. Um, Jesus definitely talked about this all the time. That's what he was adamant about was taking care of the lesser than. And not just with the food focus, sometimes with the, with the, uh, hey, you need counseling. You got to change your mindset because just because you're homeless doesn't mean you can't be unhomeless. You know what I'm saying? Like you can change, but sometimes it takes a person to just kind of come and sow that seed and tell you like, don't give up. <clears throat> don't give up. Um, I like you brought up the fact that would I rather be poor in spirit or, or what do you say on the street? Or yeah, 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 right. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one though, ain't it? I, no, not for me. The way I love the Lord, I'd rather have Jesus and be homeless than not. I'm not even joking, bro. I, I don't have the peace. Like, here's the thing. And, and this is how this is how you know. You have people out here, they they killing themselves every day. And they got everything. They got all the all the houses on the mountains, the vacation homes, the boats, the yachts. Their kids are famous. And they have no peace. So they mm -hmm. don't work their whole life. They don't work their whole entire life slaving giving up time not sleeping you know people talk about them they're fighting through with zero amount of peace and so they just go take a rope and just shut that down real quick because they can't they ain't got no peace yeah that's real no salvation no peace are you kidding me that's why the Bible's very clear about listen it's hard to enter into the kingdom of heaven it's hard when you got a lot because you're leaning in you think all your money and your riches is what's making you you but you have yet to reckon with the fact that God created you and <laughs> and the purpose uh, that God created you is not one you're living in right now 
it's hard to reckon with that. So it's like, no, 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 no. Give me the peace of God uh, above everything. I've met some people, and you and I both know, especially if you're from the hood, you know that person in the hood, they got more wisdom and they're homeless than anybody in the house. And they can spit and give you a word in a hot lick of a moment. And you be like, why is this man homeless? You're like, you sitting there like, why is this person home? Like they know like they will pour into you and give you a whole word that inspires you for the rest of your life because they get it. But anyway. No, that's good. That's good. They do get it. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Listen, uh, you see where this convo going. You don't touch that dial. You, we be right back. We got to go pay some bills. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. And we back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tune back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. And we are having a good conversation this morning. Just talking about, listen, uh, the church's response to homeless uh, to foster care and, and helping uh, with getting some of these babies out of these uh, foster homes and uh, forgive me. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Foster care and getting them into loving homes. Um, hey, what, what was they called? Uh, uh, what, what was that? I'm trying to think uh, when I was mm. young, I feel like it was called something else. Um, I, I, yeah, I had a mental mental breakdown. It's <laughs> mental health. Yeah. Yeah. It's mental health. <laughs> month. I'm trying to think I lost. Listen, Dice, I lost my train of thought. I'm trying to think. Um, Adoption centers. Listen, that's what I was talking about. Adoption agencies, adoption centers. When you talk about foster care and getting mm-hmm. the kids home, yeah, yeah, you had to, you know, go and, uh, you know, apply to, uh, you know, adopt a child in mm-hmm. the first place. But as we see now, like, there's not a lot of loving parents even, even going to even go to try to adopt kids now, Dice, huh? Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. Some of them might be safer. Listen, mental health is a big thing. <laughs> It's true, it's true, focus. Everybody can't take what care the kids go do to wait a minute, dice. You ain't go. This ain't no scary movie. Now you can't just do that, dice. Wait a minute. We're trying to give people some substance real quick, and you you thinking of a scary movie? Don't don't go don't go pick that little kid up. <laughs> Look, that little kid gonna cut your neck when you go to sleep. <laughs> Listen, pray for us. We we just joking. Uh, we are just joking, y'all. <laughs> I'm just saying, no. <clears throat> Trust me, it's. Yeah, I, here now. Let since we're talking statistics, let's go ahead and be honest. And for those of you who work in the system, you work for a uh, uh, child uh, uh, protective services or whoever else. Y'all know I'm I'm not about to misquote you. There's a process for people who want to care for kids, and there's a process for the kids that have to, you know, go to a foster home. And the, the reason why there is a process there is because we do have a huge part of society that has mental health issues. So everybody can't take care of a child who's come from an abusive household. Everybody can't take care of a child who has had to go on the street to find food or dig in trash cans. Everybody can't take care of a child of a different race who don't know their father or their mother. Everybody is not equipped for that. So it's a prayerful thing when you think, hey, I want to I want to adopt a kid. Okay, well, uh, you need to go on and pray to Jesus. Uh, (laughs) One, God, is that something you want me to do? And two, send me the right people. And three, send me the right uh, resources in order to help them all the way through their life. So this ain't a, you go adopt a kid and that's it. Like, this is your kid. Just like if you went and had a kid, it's your baby. You're going to take care of this kid for a while, you know, until they can get on their own and, and handle life on their own. But, um, you know, 
it, it is what it is, but Proverbs is very clear. Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. There is an expectation that we will help our poor, that we'll, we will help the fatherless, you know, and the motherless. And obviously, like I said, the widows, we, as the church, we are to make a space that includes people in Georgia. I was telling you this, is, I forgot to tell you this, but there is a church and there's one that we um, work with where homeless could stay there all night long. They have lockers, they have an address, they they had food, they had water, they were able to change and do that. But the expectation was they had to go out in the day and find a job or find work, you know, but they had a place to lay their head and they had safety and they had the address because you got to have an address to get paid or to get a job or something like that. And I love, this is one of the reasons why I love ATL because I'm like, yeah, you need more places like this where yeah, maybe we have service on Sunday. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? And obviously our homeless and widows, they should be at church on Sunday, but they actually live here. So you guys come here once a week and they stay here all week. Yeah, we take care of them. And the money that you give us, we help to go buy food for them. So it's a perfect system God set up, but we just don't do it. Why? We don't want them in our space. We don't want them, you know, why not? And it's it's just like we, if you're not homeless, you have to have a different mindset. Like even for me, I'll give you a good example, focus, because I know we got to run into, um, you know, everything else Jesus has to say about this. I remember the first time I did an event at Pastor Tony's uh, house because it was his house that he opened up for uh, for us to be at. I saw one of the guys went in the kitchen to go, go get some food, but he didn't wash his hands. And, you know, I'm so in my Christian. I'm so perfect. I said, um, we don't think we need to ask him to maybe like wash his hands. You know what I'm saying? And Pastor Tony said, if he washes his hands, he's not going to feel normal when he leaves here. Mm. And I was like, what? He's homeless, guys. He lives his whole life where there is no water. So you want him, you want him to conform to your regular thing because you're in here. But his regular thing is there are no sinks. Ain't no water. He's outside all the time. He barely gets to eat. He sleep on the ground. I'm going to need you to let him just go ahead and get his food and go sit down. <laughs> you know, he kind of had to check me like, this ain't for you to go make him be the way you want him to be right now. You need to go on in there, grab your microphone and do what you came to do and let me do what I can. You know what I'm saying? But even I had to just be like, I'm not here to make the homeless people live the way I live. I'm here to help them, serve them, love on them, make them laugh, make them sing. I'm here to serve. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard for us to get in that mentality of you go serve and show love. You know what I'm saying? Show you show up first before you try to go correct somebody. And this is something we do. We do this so bad in Christian, in Christendom. We, we forever trying to check somebody. It's like, why don't you just show up and love on, on somebody who's poorer than you, who don't have what you have? Give them a shirt off your back. Give them the shoes out of your closet. I heard you say this before. I, jacket, shirt, shoes here. What do you need? <clears throat> let me help you now. You know, like, let me let, let me help you feel more like a human than less than. And that's where we got to get to. So that's my rant but let these statistics though and you are in cleveland over twenty four thousand plus people a day are homeless where you are and you said it off break you was like man we got a stadium here that seats that many people like I, it's hard to imagine that that many people are homeless same thing for here in chicago over a hundred thousand people homeless 
and 75% of them are African-American, which is insane to me. And it's like, like if we hadn't even been talking about it today, I'm like, what? (laughs) So there are things that we're called to do. We're called to do as Christians. I don't know about everybody else. I'm just saying we in the faith and it's in our Bible. For those of you who would like to dodge that bullet, you don't get to dodge that bullet. Okay. And one, first John three, 17 through 18 says, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. There has to be action behind our love. You know, there has to be uh, some push behind what we say. Oh, God bless you. Well, God bless you. Open your wallet too. God bless me. Open your wallet too. Yes. God bless you. Okay. Drop me off down the street. You know what I'm saying? And and like I said, mental health plays a huge role in this because we have this fear that homeless people might do something to us or they got something and all that. But I'll be honest with you, half the time they don't even want nothing from you but to eat. I promise you. That's real. That's all they really want from you. I just want to eat today. If I could eat today, I could think today. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can eat, I can think, and then I can make a choice of where I'm going to go next or what I got to do next. But that food part is like number one. And obviously shelter, uh, shelter probably be number one for some people, but I'm saying a lot of people is just, I can eat and find somewhere to go stay, you know? No, that's real. And I think too, as well, I'm glad you brought that up. They, they don't, a lot of people have this wrong mentality that they want something from you outside of just listen. They just want a meal today. Yeah, right. um, and, and, and then if they do want a few, a few dollars, what's a few dollars? You, 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 you I, I see so many people waste money. I've seen people go out to lunch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. buy a meal, didn't like the meal, maybe took a bite out of the meal and throw the whole meal away. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, that's a, that's probably about $15 easy that you just threw away. But if you was to walk past a homeless person that asked you for something to eat, you, you turn your nose up. And, and that's a form of wickedness. I wanted to bring that up because the Bible is very clear that God created us all in his image and that it does not matter a person's social status. Mm-hmm. We are not to exploit or oppress anybody who might be uh, a little poorer than you mm-hmm. or, you know, you, you might think is a little weaker than you. No, that's not our job to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a form of wickedness. No, no. Show love. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you go past that person. Don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, don't 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 say nothing. Yeah. And, and, and stop with the harsh names. I, I, I yeah. see people, too, as well. And, <laughs> and I'm just speaking because this is what I see. Dice, and I, I have to check these people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Don't be calling them bums and 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 uh mm-hmm. you know and I can't say the other words but mm-hmm. yeah that's that's one that's always man I ain't giving none of that bum no no mm-hmm. no stop you stop stop saying mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. because Lord I pray that you never get down on your luck and you mm-hmm. be in that place to where mm-hmm. you need a handout or you need somebody to help you in some form of fashion and mm-hmm. and, and, and see if God don't be mocked because God loves the homeless God mm-hmm. all like you said to your point God I mm-hmm. think was let's be very clear. Jesus could have been born anywhere he wanted to be God. Yeah. His father up there listening to him yeah. since he'd been the born. Fact, well, he chose, he, right. But he chose to be, like you said, uh, born and walk the streets of mm-hmm. the, 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 the poverty mm-hmm. or the people mm-hmm. who didn't have it. Mm-hmm. He, he could have been in the palace anywhere he wanted to be. <laughs> Let's I be mean, very just clear. The fact, just the fact he was like, yeah, I'll roll through down there. He yeah. was broke. 
Because yes. that yes. is an absolute change in your financial status. When you're like, I'm going to leave the comforts of these stars and Milky Ways and go deal with these folk down here. Oh, Jesus. So, I mean, it's good stuff, but there's blessing in it. And, I, and I, I'm not saying you should help people because there's blessing in it, but there's blessing in it. God does bless the people who have a heart. Uh, Isaiah 58, 10 says, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in darkness and your gloom be as the noonday that's how bright it'll be so even you like blessed are those that give i mean we don't have to go down to beatitudes right now but i'm just saying it's a fact that when you help others there's a blessing on the other side of that and that blessing typically comes at a time when you needed it or in a way that you just didn't expect it you know what i mean and it's like you know Give unto others and it shall be given unto you. So those of you who begging God right now for something, oh God, why ain't you bless me? Why ain't you help me with that business? Why ain't you help me to break through this? Why ain't you did this in my relationship? Maybe you need to go help somebody else. Yes, I, don't mean, I, don't, I don't mean helping your sister who need five dollars for diapers every week because she's safe. I'm talking about going to an unsafe place, a, a shelter, or, or like for those of you who from the street, because only if you're from the street, listen, will you be comfortable out there? Yeah, well, walk down the street, go and give away a hundred dollars, you know, this real is, fast. So, 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 some of them yeah. who ain't from the street need to be uncomfortable too as well. Ooh, I keep well. telling y'all, this Bible Ooh. is uncomfortable. Bible's let's, uncomfortable. Let's be very, this, 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 Dice, when you read this word every morning like me, you, this ain't, no. we don't want to just do this. No, yeah, no. yeah, we're we, we, we going to talk about this feelings and, you know, feeling uh, conversation later this week too as well because, Ooh. yeah, I don't feel like doing everything uh, God has mm. commanded me to do. I'm a Man. kid. Y'all, y'all can act like y'all do. I don't. Mm. Once again, so yeah, no, so but yeah, that's the that's the beauty in it is mm-hmm. you being able to submit to him and do what he's called you to do, and and I just want to leave with that serving that serving spirit. We serve. do need to serve more. Mark serve. ten and forty five clearly says, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, what? but to serve mm-hmm. and to give his life as a ransom for mm-hmm. many. Mercy. So listen, if Jesus Christ can serve, you can get your butt out here and serve too as well. So some of y'all, yeah, y'all been living in your suburban area. You know, mm-hmm. go down to the inner city and walk the oh, streets. Go on right. down to, uh, you know, and take your husband with you. So yeah, you go hey, take your family. Take your clippers. Go yeah, take yeah. your clippers with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, quit playing. Quit playing no, games. No, y'all quit playing games. Oh, y'all got the charged up clippers with the battery in it. Go yes. take your clippers. Yes. Don't lo- like, it don't have to just be with your money. It can be yeah. with your talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's if good. it's something you know how to do, like, or here's the thing, and that thing, and it's summertime, focus. Y'all going to clean out your closet because I know y'all about to go shopping. Some people need clothes. So, yeah, serve. And, and the service don't have to just be with you, you know, going to buy them a lunch at the most expensive restaurant downtown. But it can be, hey, you need a new tent. You need a new rug up in here. Let me go get you a couple of gallons of water up in here. Let me go get you the uh, disposable wipes that they have at the Walmart up in here. Like, like, you can serve very differently. And these are things that items that people need. And here's another thing. Go ask somebody what they need and then go buy it and come back. Show up like that because people have been praying and believing God for somebody to come check on them. And I'm trying to tell you, like, you could change their whole life. You know what I'm yes. saying? Just by taking an hour out of your day and saying, let me go give an hour of my day to get off of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. And it's no disrespect to them, but I need to take a social uh, fast go to the grocery store and even if it's cheetos i wish boy you roll up on me with some cheetos right now and i love you for life okay but i'm just saying like go get you some stuff go downtown like folks saying go look be uncomfortable and go love go love on somebody you don't know 
and leave it. Don't God, I hope you bless me for that. No, I hope you, you ain't got to bless me for that. God, I owe you. I owe you. I haven't given enough and I need to give more. And uh, the rich and poor are to be together. Like we are are to live together in community and we got to get better with that. And uh, we're called to to be that. So given it will be given unto you. Luke 6, 38. Good measure. Press down, shaking together, running over. It will be poured out into your lap. OK, for the measure that you use, it will be given. It, this measure will be given back to you. But you got to start giving. Yes. You know, you got to start giving. So go serve somebody. Please serve. DJ Focus Dice Gamble. We got to go pay some bills. We're coming back with closing thoughts. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And we appreciate y'all waking up with us this morning. Uh, another fun show in the books, Dice. I appreciate our brother Craig Brown coming by and just talking about uh, his film. He's the writer and director of Between Mercy and Me. It's a must-watch film for all who desire to learn more about having an honest conversation uh, and an authentic conversation about race the impact of racial division within America and the church's response to uh, mm. social injustice and racism in America. This so, I, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about this because, like I said, he hits it from a faith-based standpoint of mm-hmm. these are supposed to be, you know, everybody in the movie is a sold-out believer, a regular wow. churchgoer, a regular server in the community, mm. and he uses an interracial couple, a dating, a, 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 he, uses, he uses interracial dating as the main storyline of how uh, we have to deal with uh, racism in America and then also to as well how the church's response to racism in America with this uh, interracial couple who are dating each other and go through everything each and every day dealing with, uh, you know, everything that goes into that. We, we know, you know, you have some that, you know, love people and, and okay with it, but we still have racism in america just because it's a heart issue it's a it's a it's a it's a heart issue and we know we're going to constantly have to deal with it because i don't think we ever going to get to a place to where <laughs> people won't have malice in their hearts about interracial dating and everything that goes into it i don't have an issue with it at all dice i can speak from a personal perspective um I, yeah you know who who you love is who you love I, you know and I, i'm okay with that i, I, I just, mean you know, said it stay stay over there where you at i just no no i just i just you know it is tough. It is tough. Some, some people don't even know, know they're racist. That's the crazy part. Mm. I mean, and then you got to ask yourself why, and then you do have to really ask God to help you with that. You know, no Christian should be a racist at all. You know, so I know this is gonna be good to watch. It's gonna be real good to watch. Absolutely. Woo. It actually uh, it is will hit movie theaters June twentieth. So you can go to Between Mercy and Me dot com mm-hmm. to keep up with uh the theaters that it will uh launch at and uh, we're looking forward to uh yeah watching this movie like i said i can't wait to it to drop because i want to watch it too as well listen that real talk was uh it was different today dice well i mean we gotta own our parts you know i mean that's what we're here for we're supposed to be taking care of our, our people we're supposed to be taking care of people who are having a challenge taking care of themselves and and we will get to a point one day where we realize that because we won't you know uh we we, we won't be able to run from the issue i think we've been able to kind of run from the issue but if you have to turn the news on or if you watch tv nowadays you already know the issues coming to, coming to our front porch and um if we would if we would just handle it the, the biblical way we we wouldn't even be in this situation i'll be honest so 
uh, it's time to just change and get better as a community. And I'm excited to talk about those things. I know these are tough subjects. I know some people are like, man, you guys really be holding us accountable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to hold myself accountable too, though. So it's like, you know, as I'm going through what I'm going through, I love sharing the stories too of how you can help. So I think that's what I really liked about today. Uh, today's talk was we weren't just bashing people, but we were like, these are some ways that you can actually show up and be of service to others. And we should be serving, not just in church, but also in our community. So, mm-hmm. No, I no, I agree. Absolutely serving in our communities as well as showing the love of Christ. Let's be very clear. I, I, that's the issue that I brought up that I constantly have with people who try to, you know, get down on people who might be down on their luck right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I, I don't like to call them names. I just feel like they're down on their luck and I believe God can redeem them and get them back up from where they are. So let's continue to show the love of Christ because you never know. That could be you. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, everything is up right now. You don't know what what state or uh, place you might be in if life really hits you and you get to a place where maybe you might be you know, down on your luck. So yeah, shouts out mm-hmm. to everybody that's continuing to help. I know I have a passion for helping mm-hmm. um, the, the um, you know, p- some people that are, you know, in homeless shelters. I, I spoke about it a lot of uh, just going to homeless shelters and being able to speak with men and just encourage them and try to give them resources to get themselves back up. So I'm going to continue to do my part, Dice. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to continue right. to do your part too as well. That's right. That's right. Listen, I know a lot of people were talking uh, pretty much all weekend about uh, Pastor Tim Keller too as well. Uh, went to Dice. Yeah, they were. I mean, I, until his death and God, uh, you know, may his soul rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew he was a great pastor, but I had no idea how many books this man has written. So I understand uh, why people are like, no, this is uh, this is a big deal. So Pastor Timothy James Keller, um, neo-Calvinist pastor, theologian, Christian apologist. And uh, he was the chairman and co-founder of Redeemer Church. So. Um, I think he started that in Pennsylvania and it's just been all over the world, but his books are some of the number one books, some of the number one Christian books ever written. So, um, you know, prayers up now to his family. And, uh, this man was all about education. So I actually want to get some of these books now for real. So I don't know. This man was highly, highly educated Westminster. Um, he went to Corn, Cor, Con, sorry, Conwell. Bucknell, he's been all the nail schools. I mean, he's just uh, the Gospel Coalition organizer. I didn't even know that. Like, so he started out in Allentown, Pennsylvania, um, and he's just been doing his thing since 1972, uh, just with the writing, you know. So, man, y'all check him, check out some of his work. You know, that's the good thing about leaving your gift here. Whatever, it's, it's for other people. We talk about that all the time. It's not for him to take all that with him. So I'm glad he definitely was constantly emptying himself of the things God was showing him. So, yeah, I'm going to catch up on some of these books. Yeah, I need to catch up to as well. Uh, I was not familiar with a lot of his uh, writings as well. So I'm going to catch up to as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about it. When someone, uh, you know, is, leaves this knowledge behind, it is our responsibility to mm-hmm. uh, catch up. Mm-hmm. And make sure we continue to educate ourselves and feed the brain. Let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. Reading feeds the brain. Oh, no. <laughs> Knowledge is always power. Mm-hmm. So that's why we need to read our Bibles daily to uh, continue to get this word in us, get this knowledge in us. Oh, yeah. So, yes, I'm excited too as well to read some of his books. Listen, that's our time for the day. We got to get out of here. Listen, mm-hmm. Tiptoe Tuesday going to be off the hook. When I tell you this real talk conversation that Dice going to have tomorrow, y'all, you listen. I, 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 every week I say, uh, you know, what? We, we, what? We, we got these uh, conversations that we have, but tomorrow's conversation, it's mm. a must. It's a must. We're going to talk about consistency. 
Ooh. That's what's wrong. Staying consistent. You need to tap in. No, because some of y'all need to stay consistent in a lot of areas of your life. Oh. So you definitely want to tap in. Uh, tomorrow we will have another uh, great spiritual detox. Well, I ain't going to tell you, but yes, he a preacher. I promise you he's going to come over here and preach, preach. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, tap in with us tomorrow. Listen, go out and be great today, kings and queens. Continue to show the love of Christ because that's what Christ would want you to do. Listen, you are an ambassador of Christ. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be very clear. You pick up your cross daily. So with mm-hmm. that comes a great responsibility. So let's continue to get better. Let's grow. No one is perfect, but let's grow each and every day. Jesus Christ is the example. Um, I know he used a lot of example of, you know, prophets and uh, priests and, and kings and queens in the Bible. But I think uh, the main uh, focus we need to focus on is more me, being more holy like Jesus. I think we're in a season right now. That's what we, we just need to be more holy. I, oh, I ain't holy. knocking what Paul and them did. I ain't knocking what Peter and them did and, and, and Timothy. I ain't knocking them. I'm not saying it's not important. What no one Moses did. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. But Jesus is the example. Let's 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 be more like Jesus. I love that. <laughs> Listen, until tomorrow, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the example. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.